Hey everybody, this is John Weatherwax, and I'm sitting here with my lovely wife, Tracy. Hello. Uh, We're going to continue in the Genesis podcast, and we are going to be talking about Genesis 20. Genesis 20. Abraham moved south to Negev and lived for a while between Kadesh and Shur, and then he moved on to Gerar. While living there as a foreigner, Abraham introduced his wife, Sarah, by saying, she is my sister. So King Abim... Abimelech of Gerar sent for Sarah and had her brought to him at his palace. But that night God came to Abimelech in a dream and told him, You are a dead man, for that woman you have taken is already married. But Abimelech had not slept with her yet, so he said, Lord, will you destroy an innocent nation? Didn't Abraham tell me she is my sister? And she herself said, Yes, he is my brother. I acted in complete innocence. My hands are clean. In the dream, God responded, Yes, I know you are innocent. That's why I kept you from sinning against me and why I did not let you touch her. Now return the woman to her husband, and he will pray for you, for he is a prophet. Then you will live. But if you don't return her to him, you can be sure that you and all your people will die. Abimelech got up early the next morning and quickly called all his servants together. When he, when he told him what had happened, his men were terrified. Then Abimelech called for Abraham. What have you done to us, he demanded. What crime have I committed that deserves treatment like this, making me and my kingdom guilty of this great sin? No one should ever do what you have done. Whatever possessed you to do such a thing? Abraham replied, I thought this is a godless place. They will want my wife and will kill me to get her. And she really is my sister, for we both have the same father, but different mothers. And I married her. When God called me to leave my father's home and travel from place to place, I told her, do me a favor, wherever we go, tell the people I am your brother. Then Abimelech took some of his sheep and goats, cattle, and male and female servants, and he presented them to Abraham. He also returned his wife Sarah to him. Then Abimelech said, look over my land and choose any place where you would like to live. And he said to Sarah, look, I'm giving your brother a thousand pieces of silver in the presence of all these witnesses. This is to compensate you for any wrong I may have done to you. This will settle any claim against me and your reputation is cleared. Then Abraham prayed to God and God healed Abimelech, his wife and his female servants so they could have children. For the Lord had caused all the women to be infertile because of what had happened with Abraham's wife, Sarah. Okay, what in the world is going on here? If you remember back, we had a podcast um, a while ago now, and Andrea Ross and uh, Kristen Pulver, I believe, talked about the first time Abraham did this. I feel like they just he, Abraham just put this song on repeat because here we are again. He's given up Sarah instead of Sarai, but he's he's like like pushing her out. Like I'm going to save my own butt here, and he's. Yeah, I, I'm astonished that I don't understand as as a spouse now of 27 years to to you, Tracy. That how in the world can a husband push his wife out and like throw her under the bus like this? I'm I'm, <laughs> I it, it's funny. I'm appalled. That I'm I'm feeling all kinds of stuff about this. Oh, I have a lot of feels about <laughs> all of it too. As John knows, I first read this story and thought. How could Abraham, I knew he did it the first time, and then to find out that he does it again, I, I was astonished. Um, I have struggles with a lot of the story, uh, the fact that he becomes even wealthier every time he does this to Sarah, I struggle with. And like, so I'm not sure if if uh, Abraham's lucky. I know like, you know, right now he's like God's golden child, right? Because God is like guided him and rescued him and mentored him and led him and 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 all this but he continues to make these choices that seem to be so um uh, atrocious and immoral but like 
you see as we go through the story that like God's got his back to the nth degree. Like I was telling Tracy this morning, and we were talking about this, that I feel like if you've ever been bullying before and uh, somebody that's not very good at bullying or maybe your kids, they got to put the bumpers in the gutters so you, you don't uh, you don't just constantly throw gutter balls. I feel like God is putting the bumpers in the gutters for Abraham, Abraham rather. And uh, he's just he's just knocking down pins every time. And here, if you if you read at the bottom of this chapter, he's he's not only uh, like brought out of this, and Sarah's brought to him. He gets his wife back, but he gets like uh, all this livestock, sheep, goats, cattle. He gets to choose from all this land, and plus he gets all this riches and a thousand pieces of silver. But my my question comes up, and and as, as many questions I have with all of this. My biggest question comes up, Tracy, is at the end when when he says, this is to compensate you for any wrongdoing or for any wrong I may have done to you. And he's talking about Sarah. And then he, in the very last verse in, in verse 18, says, for the Lord has caused all the women to be infertile because of what happened with Abram's wife, Sarah. So I feel like even though so much of this chapter is about Abraham and, and God kind of like saving Sarah in this and like, here we go again, Abraham, you're pushing Sarah out. Um, there, there's like this, still this, this um, position that God puts Sarah in that I think is pretty special. Oh, absolutely. I think um, God is certainly showing himself to keep his part of his promise and the covenant he made to Abraham and he continues to bless him. But I think this story and the story previous where he gives up Sarai are really a lot about God's relationship with her. And I think at first glance, you might think it's all about Abraham, but I really think this shows God's love for Sarah and God's love for women. I, in the previous, in, when he did this before in chapter 12, um, he talks about doing this, doing what he does to Pharaoh and having plagues put on Pharaoh because of what happened to Sarah. Mm-hmm. And it's almost the exact same language in this one. Right. So I think that God is, what I think is remarkable about this story is in the, the first time Sarah was given up, um, it was very clear that Pharaoh took Sarah as his wife. And we all know what that means. Right. The second time it happens, God comes in a dream the very first night. So he's she is never taken as a wife which i fully rescued her yes yeah like within 24 hours he fully rescued her so it they don't say it but i have to imagine that sarah is crying out to god and god hears her and is seen by her can it you know not to not to be too funny here but just to point out sarah's about 89 years old now yeah and we can kind of joke about this a little bit but She's 89, still being fought over by men and um, about to be pregnant if she isn't pregnant already here. Because as you'll soon hear in in the next or the the, the following podcast, you're going to you're going to hear about Sarah uh, giving birth. So it's it's really cool to see how this whole story is set up and how, uh, you know, Abraham does this thing. and He's got this awesome relationship and completely blessed by God in so many ways. But you really got to pay attention to the underlying story here about Sarah, because she is so blessed by God to be able to um, be put in these situations and continually rescued. But I guess Abraham is too. So really quick, the kind of one of the underlying things that themes I'm getting out of this is like, you know, no matter where you're at with God and your relationship, you know, we all mess up, we all fail, we all sin, right? But we can also make choices that aren't necessarily wrong because, 
you know, we can we can argue back and forth that Abraham was completely wrong, but maybe it wasn't necessarily wrong for this day, that day and age. And you know, he didn't technically quote unquote lie because he was she was yeah, his half sister. But um, so to put that in today's day and age, that we all make choices that aren't necessarily the best choices or the most wise choices. But this reminds me that God is still with us. He's still got my back. He's still guiding and leading and mentoring, no matter what we do and the mistakes and maybe unwise decisions that we make. Yeah, I think that's a great takeaway because I like to just land where I think Abraham acted like an idiot. But really, I have a lot of times in my life where I act like an idiot. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) And I'm really take a lot away from the fact that God is still God and he sees me and he blesses us even when we do these idiot things. Yeah. So we got to remember no matter where we're at in any given moment or day or regardless if we're kind of like sitting on the choices that we made and we're feeling down about that, that we are still sons and daughters of God and that uh, we have that relationship that we can always go to and he still loves us and sees us as such so i think that kind of wraps it up yep absolutely so why don't i pray for uh for us and the genesis podcast and uh we'll close it out in prayer guys hope you have a great day father in heaven thank you so much for this uh time and opportunity that i get to spend with my bride i uh just want to lift this genesis podcast up to you lord thank you so much for this opportunity to share god's word and i pray lord that it's uh reaching the multitude father be with all the listeners today as they go about their day whether they're listening in the morning afternoon or evening i pray that you're with them and that they remember through this podcast and maybe through this specific passage lord that uh, you're with them no matter what we love you father and we pray this in jesus name